the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Why doesn't he say you can heal me? Or Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. Or Lord, if you will, you can deliver me. He uses a particular word to describe his condition that we have to take note of. Because he says you can make me clean. Now the word clean that is used here, it comes from the Greek word katharos, which means to be free from impure admixture. To be free from impure admixture. In other words, something has been added to something that previously had been clean. Something has been added to something that previously was pure. And that mixture, that at, the thing that has been added in, has interwoven itself and involved itself in such a degree and to such a level that nothing about it is clean anymore. Everything is impure. Amen. Dear ones, if we just think back just a little bit to our great, 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 When Adam was created, he was created clean. He was created pure. He had no sin. But something was added into the mix. Sin was added into the mix. And when sin got added into the mix of Adam's life, it interwove itself and began to involve itself to such a degree that nothing in Adam at that from that point in time nothing in Adam was clean nothing was pure there had been an admixture something added to Adam that made him unclean 
And all of Adam's descendants, which includes the person sitting next to you. So you look at the person sitting next to you, but you realize that person sitting next to you is looking back at you too. Which means all of us have that admixture where we're not clean. Now, by this man coming to Jesus and saying to him what he says, he is, in essence, acknowledging to Jesus that his situation and his need is not as straightforward and as simple as it would appear to be on the surface. Lord, have mercy. Some of you have come here today, and your situation and your need is not as straightforward as it appears to be. Amen. It's not as simple and as straightforward as it needs, did you think? The Lord says, the Lord says, Pastor, I need you to pray for this. I said, amen, amen. But the Lord says, Mike, 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 just let Lori know. Her situation is not that simple. Her need is a little bit deeper than that. Minister Shell says, Pastor, I need you to pray for this. And the Lord says, pray for that, but pray for this also. Because his situation and his need... It's not as simple as it appears to be. On the surface, it appears to be this. But deep down, down underneath, there's some other things that need to be addressed also. This man comes to Jesus and in essence says to him, Lord, my situation, it appears that all I need is help with my leprosy. But to be truthful with your Lord, I need help that's a little bit deeper than that. I need you to make me clean. It is as if this man is saying to Jesus, Lord, I need you to do something for my body, but that's not my only problem. I also need you to do something with my mind, too. I need help with my mind. But, but, But Lord, while I do need you to help me with my mind... Now that I think about it, my heart ain't right either. So I need you to help me with my heart too. But look, but then Lord, if I'm really going to be truthful with you, if I'm really going to tell you the truth, my heart being not right is not my only problem. But my soul ain't right either. And so by this man saying to Jesus that you can make me clean, he is in essence saying to Jesus, Lord, please come and help me because only you can fix my mix. Lord, I need you to help me because only you can fix my mix. My mix of my body and my soul and the relationship that my body has with my soul. But then the relationship that my soul has with my heart. But then the relationship that my heart has with my mind. But then the relationship that my mind has with my will. Lord, only you can fix my mix. Only you can take out the wrong and put in what's right. Only you can take out the bitter and put in what's sweet. Only you can take out the crooked and make it straight and the rough and make it smooth. Only you, Jesus, can do in me what nothing else and no one else can do. Only you can fix my mix. Every one of us in here needs help with your mix. Because you are mixed up. You are mixed up. Your mix ain't right. Your soul ain't right. Your heart ain't right. Your spirit ain't right. Your mind ain't right. And you need help 
with your mix. It might have been because of something that happened in your past. Your mix may have gotten tangled up and, and messed up way back when, when somebody did something or somebody said something or somebody hit in, in, something impacted you in certain ways in your life. But from that day to this, your mix has been mixed up. And the Lord has brought you here today to let you know I can help you with your mix. I can fix your mix. But, but before we move on in the text, before we go farther in the text, there was, I, I want for us to take note of this man's faith, the boldness of this man's faith, because it's clearly displayed in what we see happening here. And his boldness is displayed in several ways. One, his faith is bold because it moves him to step into a place where he is not qualified to be. And and into a place where others don't want him to be. Lord have mercy. This man's faith is bold because it moves him to step into a place. Well, he ain't qualified to be. I ain't qualified to be in this position. I'm not qualified to have this job. I'm not, I'm not even qualified to fill out the application. But the Lord is telling me to do it, and my faith needs to be bold. My faith needs to be willing to step out and trust God, even though on the surface, this seems like a ridiculous thing to do. But I'm going to trust the Lord. Some of y'all have testimonies. Some, I know Marla. You, you, Marla says, I don't even qualify for the job I got. I, I, they, I, the Lord said, put in for it. I, I, I'll put in for it. it like, like he's joking with you. Put in for that job. <laughs> you got a sense of humor, Jesus. All right, here we go. Yo, yuck, yuck. You got that joke on me. I got you. I got you. Next thing you know, they call Marla up. You want the job? What? I, I, Okay, Jesus, stop playing now. <laughs> okay. No, really, you want the job. Your faith has to be bold enough to trust God, to help you to walk into places where you don't even qualify to be there. And to be in, a, be in other places where you know, not think, know. Other folks don't want you there. They don't want you there. I know you don't want me here. But God wants me here. God told me to be here. And my faith has to be strong enough and bold enough to stand there. To stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And so his faith, his faith is bold in that way. But there was his faith is bold also in that it moves him to openly confess before others something that other people were still not quite sure about. You see, because by this man coming to Jesus and openly identifying him as Lord, he is making a public declaration before everybody else concerning who he believes Jesus really is. Now, at this particular time, it's early on in Jesus' earthly ministry. And so there were still questions about him. Because Jesus even asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? 
And they came back with a number of different responses. Well, Jesus, the popular opinions concerning you is some are saying that you are Elijah come back down from heaven. Others are saying that you're John the Baptist resurrected from the dead. Others are saying that you're another major prophet or somebody like that. And so this man, by him confessing Jesus as Lord, he is in essence letting everybody know, I don't care what y'all think about him, I know who he is. He is Lord. Your faith has to come to the place where you are willing to let everybody know, I don't care what you believe about Jesus, I know what I believe about him. And to me, he is my Lord. He is my Savior. He is my King. He is my Sovereign. Our faith has got to come to the place where you are willing to stand flat-footed and unflinchingly. Let the world know, I serve Jesus Christ. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able... After you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Your faith has to come to the place where you are willing to let everybody know, I don't care what you believe about Jesus. I know what I believe about him. And to me, he is my Lord. He is my Savior. He is my King. He is my Sovereign. Our faith has got to come to the place where you are willing to stand flat-footed and unflinchingly let the world know, I serve Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Flat-footed. Yes. Unflinching. Yes. You know how folk, when they look at you and they don't flinch, they just look at you? Uh, kind of get you nervous and kind of get you off base and like, they, they mean what they're about to say. They, they ain't joking about this. This is not a joke to that person. Unflinchingly, I serve Jesus yes. Christ. And our dear ones, we're coming to that time. But so, so, so this man's faith, this man's faith is bold in that he openly confesses Jesus before others. But his faith is bold also in that it moves him to openly acknowledge before others the true nature of his defilement and his need. And, and he lets everybody know that my need is not just external. It's internal too. 
Now, now, now I, 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 I need to move on to the remainder of my text, but I sense the Holy Spirit saying I got to spend a few more minutes than I anticipated spending on this point. Because for many of us, dear ones, this man gives us a picture of what we need to be willing to do. Because this man, in coming to Jesus, he says, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Not just heal me or deliver me, or, or, or you can make me clean. He lets, G, he lets everybody know my defilement is not just external. There's problems inside of me. Amen. There's problems in my heart, in my mind. There's problems internally. Yes. And Lord, I need you to help me with that. For many of us, dear ones, if you were to come, to, if you were to go to somebody, and, or somebody were to come to you and say, "What's going on with you?" You would say, "I got some problems." That would be the that would be a, the extent of your confession. I got some problems, or some things are going on, or you just bit downright lie and say, "Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. Ain't nothing wrong. I'm, I'm good. I'm good." But you really wouldn't get honest. And share, yeah, I got some things going on. And this is what they are. This man lets Jesus know, Jesus, there's some things going on in my life. I've got some problems going on. And what appears on the surface is just scratching the surface of really what's going on in my mind and in my heart. And so his faith is bold in that he openly acknowledges, I need help. Not just with what you see on the outside. I need help deep down on the inside too. Lord have mercy. Notice the text. He says, he says verse 3, he says, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately... He was cleansed. And notice there was notice how we see the Lord responding to this man. We're told that he put forth his hand and touched him. Now, because leprosy was highly infectious and highly contagious, for a person to come in contact with a leper was to risk the possibility of them becoming infected as well. But here we see the Lord reaching out to this man and touching him. Even though he is still an active leper. Even though his leprosy is still in full effect. And by doing that, Jesus is displaying to everybody his willingness to connect with and identify with this man. Even in the condition that he's in. The Lord is saying, I am willing to identify with you and connect with you. Even where you are right now. I'm not going to stand. Dear ones, we don't serve a God who stands back and yells at us, Come up out of there. I'll help you come up out. He doesn't stand back and yell at us. We serve a God who will come right down in the midst of your situation, take you by the hand, and say, We are getting up out of this thing. And He will walk with you every step of the way out of that situation, out of that condition, out of that predicament, and walk you into your destiny. Somebody say, Amen. We don't serve a God who just stands back and yells instructions to us. He comes to us. He takes us by the hand and says, I will walk with you. 
And so, and so he identifies with this man. He identifies with what's going on in his life. He identifies with the pain, with the struggle, with, the, with all of the issues that he has. He reaches out and touches him. But notice also, there was notice. Also, Jesus says to this man, I will be thou clean. Now, another way of stating what the Lord says here when he says, I will, is to hear the Lord saying to this man, I am willing, be thou clean, or that is my will for you, for you to be clean. And so the Lord here is letting this, let it be known clearly to everybody that his will for us is not just to deal with those issues that we have that are all on the outside. The Lord is letting it be known, my will for you is not just to deal with the outside of you. I've come to deal with the inside as well. I have come to deal with and address those issues that you have. That are deep, deep, deep down on the inside. The brokenness in your soul. The fracturing that's taking place in your spirit. The pain and the hurt that lies deep within your heart. I've come to help you with that. Not just to deal with the external, the facade of your life. I've come to deal with the deep things. And so so he, he says, I will... Be clean. Can't you see Jesus? The man is coming. As I said, the crowd is parting. It's just parting and and he's walking and nobody wants to touch him. Everybody's standing back. And and, and, and can't you see the disciples that are there? You know, Matthew is there. Matthew. (laughs) Matthew's all scared. What's going on? You know, Thomas is over there doubting. Thomas is like, man, I knew he was going to do something. Man, I knew knew something was going to happen. I knew it. I just knew it. You know, you know. John and James and John getting angry about it. Oh, ooh, just, ooh, I'm just angry, just, uh, just upset about it. All the other disciples are there just bagging up. Jesus is just there. And it's almost as if, as this man takes one step to Jesus, it's almost as if Jesus takes two steps towards him. For every one step that that man takes towards the Lord, Jesus takes two steps towards him. In other words, he identifies with a willingness to help him in his condition. And and so, dear ones, we need to understand that the Lord is willing to help us, whatever the condition is. And he reaches out his hand and says, I will be clean. I'm touching you. I'm identifying with you. I'm connecting with you in a way that no one else will. I'm connecting with you in a way that others refuse to. I'm connecting with you in a way that others are afraid to. I will be thou clean. The text tells us, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. In other words, it's almost as if, Sister Anne, help me preach. Help me preach, Sister Anne, real quickly. Help me preach. It's almost as if Sister Anne is this leprous individual, and she's coming up, and she takes one step towards Jesus, and Jesus takes two steps towards her. She takes one more step, and Jesus takes another step, and he says, I will be thou clean. Yes. And and he just takes the man by the hand. That's all he does. He's full of leprosy, but he takes the man by the hand. The text says, immediately. In other words, Jesus doesn't say, okay, 
Six months from now, you're going to be clean. You're going to be all right. In six months, it's going to be okay. Go away for six months, and after six months, you find me because you're going to be all right. God bless you. Now, that's not what happens. The text tells us immediately. In other words, as soon as Jesus touched the man, the white pigmentation that the leprosy had turned his skin into, all of a sudden, the normal color began to come back. A normal hue began to take place. Normal flesh began to arise. And it rose up from the point of touch, the point of contact. It began to rise up the arm. And it began to spread across the body. Down the other arm. Down the flank of the body. Covering the front and the back. Covering the head. And as the people were there and watching in fear and in amazement... This man's life was transformed right before their eyes. Somebody say amen. Hello dear ones, this is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.